Welcome to the Bentonville Beacon, where we bring you success stories from business leaders and owners about their triumphs and growth in the Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas community. You'll hear about how Bentonville has been the backdrop for incredible growth, not only for businesses and their employees, but in their personal lives as well. Tune in, subscribe, and enjoy hearing about Bentonville, where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. Welcome back to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast, where we're sharing stories and advice from the entrepreneurs, business executives, and community leaders sparking the rise of the greater Bentonville area, which represents one of the fastest growing and most dynamic cities and economies in the United States and is nestled in the Ozark Mountains of Northwest Arkansas in the heartland of America. Hi, I'm your host, James Bell, and I am joined today by Andrew Branch, who is the Chief Operating Officer at XNA Northwest Arkansas National Airport. At XNA, Andrew is at the forefront of connecting the people of our, of our vibrant community to the world and to bringing others for visit to work and play so they too can discover the opportunities and adventures offered by Bentonville, Northwest Arkansas, and the Ozarks. Andrew's leadership not only propels the airport forward, but also plays a crucial role in the economic dynamism of Northwest Arkansas and the greater Bentonville area. Andrew, welcome to the Bentonville Beacon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, it's great to have you here, and I'd love to ask you, first of all, what should our audience know about you? Well, I don't know that there's anything um, just particularly interesting uh, specifically about me and my life uh, that, that anybody would really want to know about. But I would say that uh, I live in Rogers with my my beautiful wife, Dr. Yang Lua Branch, yes. and our four-year-old daughter, Lucy. And uh, since moving to Northwest Arkansas not quite five years ago, I've just come to love the area. And I get the opportunity to tell companies and other people around the country about this area when we're recruiting air service and trying to get businesses to come here. Perfect. Well, then will you share your journey um, to your role as chief operating officer at XNA? Absolutely. Uh, I would say that my journey is not uh, one that was well planned and it certainly took lots of turns. I'm sure like most people's careers, I didn't start out to become a, a chief operating officer at an airport. Sure. I don't have an aviation background, uh, despite having grown up around small airports. My, my father was a recreational pilot, so I spent a lot of time on airplanes, but I, my background is, a, is an accountant, and I sold uh, a variety of things from mortgages to cars to mining equipment. Um, and I moved to Arkansas in 2012 to attend law school at the Bowen School in Little Rock, uh, and then went to work for the state government and just kind of ended up here when the opportunity presented itself to, uh, to take the chief business development officer role and then later COO. Oh, that's so cool. Well, I've got to leave CO is much funner than being an accountant or a lawyer. I won't make any uh, attorney jokes here. There's some really good ones. I don't mind. Do you have a good one? I, I'd, I'd love none to that one. I should share publicly, <laughs> okay. but I do have some good ones. Excellent. Well, what does a COO at an airport do? That's a really good question. Um, you know, I, I think that the COO is, of course, I'm a member of the senior leadership team uh, at the airport. And, and the COO is more about the execution of the vision that comes from the board and the CEO. And so obviously I get to participate in some of those decisions, but you know, once it, once it's decided the airport's going to go this direction, I'm the one that's making it happen 
Uh, and when I say I'm the one that's making it happen, I, I direct the team that makes it happen. Obviously, we have uh, many functions, like we have a police department, a fire department, we have a maintenance and operations department. And so I'm just really more of an enabler. I, I make sure those people have the, the tools and the resources and the freedom to, to make good decisions to, to perform all these functions you need to keep an airport running. That's cool. Well, I, I can tell you as um, somebody who travels through XNA that uh, you run a great operation. Um, it, and I know sometimes it's just by size of the airport, right, that that it seems to run smooth. But I've been to a lot of airports all over the country. I used to fly 100,000 plus miles a year. And uh, XNA is is definitely one of the best I've seen in terms of operation. I appreciate that. I, I describe it to some people as kind of like a duck. It looks really smooth on the surface, but there's plenty of activity behind the scenes that uh, is going on to keep it going. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, uh, XNA has been in operation for 25 years. I think that anniversary is coming up next week. Quick next week. So by the time this airs, we will have passed that, but uh, that's pretty good timing. Um, can you share XNA's founding story and how the airport has evolved over the, over the years and some of the achievements uh, that it's had? Yeah. Um, so the airport started service uh, November 1st, 1998. Uh, but this was a concept that the region had for many years. And I think that they they, there were two or three attempts to set up a regional airport authority. Uh, and so, so a very visionary group of, of people like Sam Walton and J.B. Hunt and Don Tyson and Todd Simmons and Alice Walton uh, came together uh, and they they formed the Northwest Arkansas Council, knowing that this was this was something that the region needed to, to connect it to the rest of the world. And they were able to unite the the five major cities and the two counties that uh, that weren't necessarily historically always aligned on everything and, and kind of promote that regionalism and get everybody on the same page. And they created the airport authority, uh, I believe in like 94 or something like 90, between 90 and 94. And then uh, the airport opened in 98 and it was, a, it was a long shot. Uh, there was not one airline committed to the airport when it, uh, wow. when the construction started, there was uh, questions about, you know, whether, whether it was a large waste of money. Uh, John Stossel did a a special where he came out um, and and called it the airport, you know, the to to nowhere basically, mm -hmm. and uh, it was just a big boondoggle that was a big waste of money, and that has not turned out to be the case. So we, we are still waiting for Mr. Stossel to do a retraction. Uh, I don't think that'll ever happen, but uh, it's obviously grown and evolved. We have six airlines, we have twenty two destinations. We we will serve close to two million passengers this year. Um, so it's it's I think the success and growth has exceeded uh, probably what anybody expected. Really impressive. Well, I was living somewhere else uh, out of state uh, at the time, and I do remember that story. And I remember flying into Drake Field in Fayetteville and, frankly, how terrifying that was. <laughs> uh, and I also remember that first flight uh, into XNA, uh, and I was really surprised by how amazing that airport was even in, in 98 and, how, and now living here, how amazing it is. But, yeah. Uh, Mr. Stossel got it wrong. He did. And, and, we, and we, I'm glad for that. Absolutely. And I'd, I'd like to know, we love Drake Field. Um, we love Fayetteville. Obviously, they're, they're one of our, our founding entities. You bet. I think it's just their, their, their constraint is kind of that they're like in a bowl. And it so is. There's tons yeah. of fog and it makes it hard to have regular commercial service. But I know they, they stay very busy with, uh, with all the private pilot activity down there, yeah. general aviation. Absolutely. 
Well, if, if I were a, a private pilot, I think I'd like to land there. That would be kind of fun. Absolutely. Yeah, very cool. Uh, what are some of the uh, challenges and opportunities that you've encountered managing this growing airport? So, you know, since since COVID, the, uh, you know, the largest challenge that we have is no different than many of the businesses around here at staffing. Uh, we we employ a variety of roles. Again, we have police officers, we have firefighters, we have mechanics, plumbers, uh, HVAC, there's anything you think of that, uh, that can run a facility like we have. And so, you know, attracting and retaining talent is a huge one. It's not unique really to us, but that, that's a big, big issue. Uh, and then there's a, there's a variety of compliance issues. I, I describe the airport to many people uh, as we we're basically a highly regulated shopping mall. So we, we lease space to airlines, rental car uh, operators, uh, restaurants and retail establishments. And then we are bound by uh, quite a bit of regulation from the FAA and the TSA. And so just kind of juggling all of those things with what, what do the private businesses operating at the airport want and need versus what will the federal government allow versus what will the public traveling public like to see? It's a balancing act, but uh, it's, it's, uh, it makes the job very exciting. So I wouldn't say I would complain about any of those things, but it, it definitely is challenging. Yeah, you bet. Um, my industry background is med tech, health tech, healthcare, another industry that's constrained a lot by uh, regulatory requirements, but had not thought about. Uh, what it's like then to add it. Basically, like you said, I, I, I like that description, a highly regulated shopping mall. We uh, lease space. Yeah. We lease space. I had not thought about those challenges. That's uh, pretty cool. And it must make it very fun, actually. It is. I love challenging things. Um, well, you have some construction going on. We do. What in the world is going on over there? It looks like it's going to be pretty amazing. Yeah, so we have several projects going. The most noticeable one, the one that you, you refer to, uh, is the terminal modernization program. Sure. Our project, and that is pushing out the front wall of the lobby in the middle about 40 feet. And it's creating, uh, we'll have two elevators and two escalators replacing one elevator and one set of escalators. And, and what we find is there's more and more passengers that have mobility challenges. Mm -hmm. And if, and if your one elevator goes down, then... We have some real problems with getting people up to the uh, security checkpoint and getting them off on their way. So it is creating some redundancy in the vertical circulation. We're replacing uh, the baggage claim carousels with new baggage claim carousels and then just refreshing. I mean, it's 25 years old. Yeah. It's about time to change the flooring and the wall and lights and just all that kind of stuff. No, Nate. Well, uh, that'll make an even better experience. I should. Um, so, well... Folks are coming to X and A to fly to, I think you said, 22 destinations. Can you talk about that reach? What are some of the places that you can get to uh, from here, especially direct? But um, And beyond those flights, uh, going a little deeper uh, for the audience, how, does, how do you see X and A contributing to making Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas an even more desirable place for businesses and residents? Yeah. So again, 22 destinations. And I think, you know, everybody knows that we have the, the, the major hubs and we have DFW, O'Hare, Phoenix, Atlanta, Denver, Houston, and, and those are great. And, and those provide just countless options. I like to tell people you can get just about anywhere in the world from XNA with one stop. Yeah. And then we have a variety of, of more leisure focused nonstop destinations. A lot of those are less than daily service, but those are to you know, New Orleans and we have a lot of Florida destinations 
And so those are great options too for, for a family that's wanting to take a trip and, and save a little money. Um, I think that to, to your second question about kind of contributing to, to Bentonville, Northwest Arkansas's desirability, it, you know, the, the figure I've heard, and it's probably not accurate anymore, is something around 60% of people in Benton County were not born in Arkansas. Right. And so obviously they come from somewhere, their families are other places, uh, that along with the businesses that do, that do business, obviously with Walmart and Tyson and J.B. Hunt that are here, just having that connectivity where you can conduct business or visit family or have family visit you and it's easier. I think that is huge for a region uh, to be able to attract, uh, you know, the kind of citizens we're trying to attract to work at these companies. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, more often, pretty darn often, I, I talk with people who talk about, hey, I flew in, landed in the middle of a cow pasture, <laughs> or, or they feel like that as soon as they leave and they see a cow pasture. But then I'm like, quickly, I'm into the city and mm-hmm. then I'm downtown and I'm checking it all out. And I find out whether they're coming to Bentonville or, or Fayetteville or Springdale, Rogers, wherever they get here and they go to the place they're going to and they're blown away mm-hmm. by the region. And quickly after that, they're moving. Oh, yeah. And around here, it's not a two-year plan when you discover a place. It's months or weeks yes. when people decide to come and make the move. They feel compelled to hurry to this place. And um, the airport's a big contributing factor. I think so. Um, after you, uh, you know, you transitioned to Northwest Arkansas mm-hmm. right before a pandemic. Um, how has living in Northwest Arkansas then impacted your personal and professional life? Yeah. So, it, and to comment, uh, you, you're talking about how that, you know, people spend time planning the move to North yeah. Arkansas. We, my wife and I had decided, uh, you know, a year or two before we got here that our long-term goal was to end up in Northwest Arkansas and to be here before our, uh, our child was in school. And just, you know, circumstances worked out where we moved here with a, a four-month-old baby, uh, which was not necessarily the optimal plan. We probably would have waited a little longer, but timing being what it was. And then, yeah, I was here for 11 months when the pandemic hit. And so I was in charge of business development for an airport. And in the one-year anniversary, we were down 94%. So that was an exciting experience. I, I like to joke with uh, my boss and our board members that there's not too many people with that record that still have a job. So uh-huh. I appreciate them. Um, but yeah, you know, I think coming from central Arkansas, where we had lived for, for a few years, the proximity to, to stores and restaurants and, and my commute to work, it's all just a lot closer. It's a lot shorter. So that's been great. I can spend more time with my family. I can run home if I need to for something. Uh, and then professionally, because of the number of people here, I, I believe, that, that, that are not from northwest Arkansas, this region is, is a little unique compared to other places I've lived and being so open uh, to newcomers. And so there's not as much of this, you know, good old boy kind of click system. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, Hey, welcome. How can we plug you in? I've, I've met countless people, uh, in the community and, and gotten involved with different organizations. And so professionally, I think, uh, this region has, it's just allowed me to grow a network in a very short amount of time and, and really make some good relationships. And, and that's, it, it's a great, it's a great place to live. Yeah, absolutely. I, it can really propel folks forward. Um, you know, I get to talk to folks all the time, a lot of startups, a lot of people who recently got here, and I hear the same thing from them. And we hear it on this show over and over again about how people just willingly 
plug them in uh, to the to people and to the region and organizations. Um, I was jotting some notes because it's remarkable how similar our stories are to getting here with a few differences. Uh, I grew up in central Arkansas and left for a long time. So I didn't come from central Arkansas to here. It took me a little bit longer to get here. Uh, but we too had, my wife and I too had a long-term goal of, of getting here. And we were kind of passively looking. Then the pandemic happened and sped things up. So we moved here with a six-month-old. Wow. Uh, we had him in June of 2020 and, and moved here in, <laughs> in December. Uh, and so it's funny how those circumstances propelled things forward. Of course, you had, uh, you got here just beforehand and <laughs> it is, had to suffer through the passenger drop, but, um, we, we got through it though. Yeah, you did. We didn't lay anybody You're off. back. Oh, it's, uh, yeah. So nationally, uh, just as an aside, you didn't ask, but yeah. you gave me the opening, uh, nationally, uh, airports or air travel is about flat with 2019. Mm-hmm. It's about, it's recovered. And we are up this year, 8 to 10% over 2019. And 2019 for us was already by far the record year. So yeah. 2018 was a good year, was a record year. 2019 was a record year. And then this year will be the, the best year in airport history. So wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, I, I call you all every year to collect that passenger data for our, our welcome guide. And I was, I was thrilled to hear the numbers last year. So it's going to be I great know, this year. Sounds like it's going to be, um, we'll be, we'll be close to a magic number, but not quite there, I think. But it's going to be close. Wonderful. Um, what aspects of Northwest Arkansas, uh, and you talked about them some, but maybe you want to expand on it. Uh, what aspects about Northwest Arkansas and even uh, specifically Bentonville do you feel like are drawing individuals and businesses to relocate here? Yeah. So for individuals, obviously, the, the, everybody knows that a, a big draw for many people is the job opportunity. So mm-hmm. that's, that's no secret. But the amenities that some of our community leaders and, and corporate uh, citizens have created uh, to make this a place people want to work and live. Uh, it, you know, things like Crystal Bridges and the Momentary, you know, which is, is is a place that when I bring people in from Texas and other places where I have family and friends, they're always amazed. Mm-hmm. They, they can't believe that is here. And so we're lucky to have amenities like that. And you got the Amazium, which is great for small children and the AMP. And I'm, I'm missing places, I'm sure. But you know, it, there's just so many amenities around Bentonville and the rest of Northwest Arkansas yeah. that are just fantastic. And they're all accessible and, and approachable. And people can go just any day of the week and see these great things. And they're all around us. So I think the amenities are a huge draw. And then one of the amenities that we don't think about as an amenity, uh, because everybody has it, is schools. But the schools here, mm-hmm. and that was really one of the big draws for us, it, it, are amazing. You look at like what Dr. Jones does with Bentonville schools. It, it's fantastic. And the other schools, all the other school districts around here kind of all have similar stories and, and innovative programs. And uh, it just creates an atmosphere that you want to come live here. And for those of us that have families like you and I, it's a place you want to raise a kid because they're, they're going to have great experiences and, and all kinds of opportunities they wouldn't have other places. Absolutely. That was one of the draws for us as, as well. We knew that you couldn't do better, really. I, the Bentonville schools are ranked in the top 2% in the country. The other schools in the region have very similar uh, rankings. And, uh, you know, when I grew up in central Arkansas, it was a time when there wasn't a lot of opportunity, mm-hmm. uh, not like there is now. And in particular, in northwest Arkansas, there's this unbelievable opportunity that you know, I expect that my children are going to be starry-eyed like other children and see the rest of the world and think that maybe the grass is greener somewhere. And if they do, 
they're going to find out that they want to come back. Absolutely. And I think that's amazing, an amazing opportunity for them. I was not looking at things the same way. Uh, and they'll have the opportunity. Right. To yeah, there's options here. If they want. Yeah. So I think it would be great. Um, talk a little bit more about like your family. What do y'all like to do? And, and it can be in Bentonville. Yeah. It can be across Northwest Arkansas. How does this place help you live your best lives? So, uh, you know, I'd like to tell the story that, that everybody else tells about how we're big into bicycles mm -hmm. and all that other stuff. And I, I think we will get there. My little girl loves, uh, she, she has a Strider bike that, you know, we, nice. we got from Strider right there on the, the Bentonville square. And, uh, and as she learns, we may become more, more into that, but I think, you know, we're a little more slower. We're a slower pace. Uh, we're not getting on mountain bikes and beating up all these trails or anything like that. I'm too old and fat for that. But, uh, you know, we, we love going to on, on a Saturday morning, go to the farmer's market in downtown Bentonville mm -hmm. and, uh, and visit some of the, you know, we get breakfast and my little girl loves the fountain and the, the craft folks that are around the, the farmer's market. It's just a neat place that we do that a lot on the weekends. Uh, a lot of the parks around here, Osage Park is fantastic. That's a favorite, uh, you know, eating over at Thaden Field and Washington Plains, take off and land. There's just, there's a lot of things that, that it occupies our free time and it's interesting and uh, you can be outdoors. You, you just, it's all kinds of options. And so, yeah, we didn't move to Bentonville, so we did move to Rogers sure. and, and it was by design. Uh, but, a, but a big part of the design was being close to Bentonville. So mm -hmm. it was kind of, we were trying to get the best of all worlds. And, and this area, just each town has its own thing and its own feel. And so we kind of selfishly thought, well, we need to live where we can take advantage of multiple uh, instead of just one. But yeah, Bentonville and, and the proximity to Bentonville drove a lot of our decision making on where we decided to buy a house. Yeah, you bet. I, I tell people all the time, uh, first of all, when uh, I talk with people about coming here, I'm talking about Northwest Arkansas. Uh, and secondary to that is, of course, I'm paid to yeah. get them to come to Bentonville or P Ridge or Centerton or, or Bella Vista as the greater Bentonville area. But I want them to know first that Northwest Arkansas is a place they should be mm -hmm. uh, and help them figure out the reasons why uh, for them. But when you get here, whether it's a, a business or a, or a person, the beautiful thing about this place is you can think about Northwest Arkansas is, and maybe I'll talk right to the audience on this, is it's 570,000 people. It's a mid-sized city. We've got all the amenities of a big city because of the cluster of businesses that we have here and the businesses supporting them and the vendors to them. We probably have an ecosystem of businesses unlike you'll find anywhere in the world except some actually pretty large cities. Um, and so you have all these amazing job opportunities, but here we sit in the Ozarks and you have everything that you can imagine, except maybe snow sports and, and, the, and the ocean. But Andrew can get you to a number of cities in Florida on direct flights uh, for, for that. Absolutely. And it's an incredible place. And so the your business can spot up in the zip code that is the right one for your business. And all these cities and towns here have their own character and feel about them. And it means that the people that work for you, your employees, can choose the neighborhoods that that they want. And I think it's I think it's perfect. It's and fantastic. It's, it fits perfectly and you can get places in a few minutes instead of hours. And it, it just seems like that perfect size and and because of the outsized amenities that perfect fill. Oh, definitely. I, I think the, the regionalism here to, yeah. to touch on what you, you were just talking about is somebody was, I was at an event in Fayetteville uh, before I came here 
today. And, and they were talking about how, you know, obviously if, if you live in Bentonville, you want Bentonville to win. But if Bentonville isn't going to get this new business, if, if Fayetteville gets it, that's great. Or Absolutely. if Island Springs gets it, that's great. Because it's still, there's a feeling of it being a region. And, it, and that's unlike other places I've lived. It's not so competitive between the different cities. Obviously, there's some healthy competition, but there is... If if we can't get it, we want them to get it. We want the we want the region to win, uh, regardless of whether it's our city or the next city. That that's exactly right. That's exactly right. I am all the time uh, have opportunities that I send to these other cities because, you know, for whatever reason, it's not the right fit for them uh, in Bendonville. I mean, I can think of a a company I would have loved to had in Bendonville that came recently is Eddie Line Kayaks. But the best place for them locally is Siloam Springs, absolutely. the water park, the, yeah. the you know, the whitewater uh, parks and so on. It's absolutely perfect. And so it, it's, yeah, there's great opportunities all around uh, this region for everybody. Um, will you tell me a story? We'll call this a hashtag because Bentonville story. It's something that happened or a story that describes the, the essence of Bentonville or maybe it could only happen here. Yeah, and uh, we talked a little bit about this before I, I came on the podcast. Yeah. I, I don't have a really exciting, like, I, I was trying to maybe make one up that would be real good for the audience. <laughs> but I think it's kind of what I was talking about a minute ago. Is I think some of the happiest memories I've made uh, with my family since, since coming here is just, you know, on a Saturday morning, getting up. It, even from my house, not in Bentonville, it's 10 minutes away, 15 minutes away to the Bentonville Square. And we go have nice breakfast and then, you know, walk around the farmer's market and everybody's real friendly and there's people with dogs and kids and you got a fountain. And it's just, it's kind of idyllic. And, yeah. and it's, it's, I've lived other places and not any place I've lived had so many of those things that you could do in one place and walk around. And, and it's like a small, it's, it's like a perfect small town. And then five minutes away, you've got all these other amenities that you wouldn't see in a small town. And I think that's what is unique about Bentonville and, and Northwest Arkansas. Yeah, we we do the same, although admittedly, we maybe don't get around early enough on Saturday morning. <laughs> By Saturday morning, it's usually my fault. That's my morning that I catch up on sleep. Right. Or, or I'm out of the yard. Uh, and uh, so sometimes we, or oftentimes, we don't make it to the farmer's market, but we make it to first Friday and all the yeah. other events that happen around the square. And it's just a fabulous square. I love going there. My boy too loves the water fountain. Um, Kids love that place. Yeah, it's really cool. Well, he's got a he's just got a sister coming in December. Oh, and so yeah, congratulations! Thank you. Uh, so looking forward to taking her and him there in Osage Park and some oh, of the places awesome. we talked about. Um, how do you see local growth? You know, in Bentonville and across Northwest Arkansas, influencing the the operations and the strategies for X and A. Well, we obviously we rely a lot on on what what the region uh, perceives as the growth that is coming. I think everybody's pretty much in agreement that the region will get close to a million mm -hmm. uh, in population. You, you mentioned we're 570, 575 right now. Uh, but by 2040, uh, and, which will be here before we know it, we'll, we'll probably be about double or pretty close yeah. to double. And so we know that per capita, there will be a certain number of people flying. And so if the region doubles, then the traffic at the airport, in theory, should be pretty close to doubling as well. And so we just have to plan to have enough gates and enough ramp space, enough seating area. And so uh, those constraints that we have in facilities, we, we have to try to plan around that growth so that when when they're when the region does double in size, we can meet the needs of a, of a region that large. Um, and, and it's kind of that rising tide that's going to raise all ships where we're in that with everybody. And we just have to try to keep up is really the 
the, the growth is gonna is not gonna slow down. I wouldn't imagine anytime soon, and no. we just have to stay ahead of it. <laughs> so, exactly. Well, that's cool. Well, uh, you know, as we start going into the uh, last segment of this this show, it's kind of a hodgepodge of we'll ask about how to get in touch yeah. with you, but also. I'll ask you a couple of fun questions that are really just designed to get to know you and your personality a little bit more. Hope that's couple a good thing or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I understand. Uh, a couple of advice questions. Uh, but first, I realized I haven't asked about the new Meg Ryan rom-com. Yeah. Is coming out. And I think next week. Was, yeah. Filmed at X and A. Um, so, you know, X and A is the real star of that, of course. Uh, what was that like having a movie film there you know if i if i had to use one word uh and and i want i don't want this to sound bad but it's challenging so (laughs) you know we were we were super excited uh to have them and honored that they would film uh, at x and a and obviously it was great for for the state of arkansas to have a movie like that filmed here and for bentonville and and northwest arkansas to have it filmed here uh but obviously we're we're busting at the seams with people that are trying to get to and from planes and the traffic because it has all returned and to try to film a movie during the day mm-hmm. around passengers. Wow. So that was, it was challenging, but it, it was good. The movie's going to come out next week. I think everybody's real excited. I think several of our employees uh, ended up as extras or kind That's of, cool. so that'll be neat. Uh, so yeah, it, it's, an, it's a it, challenging, but exciting. Let's go with that. Neat. And I forgot to mention to you, it's, uh, the name of the movie is What Happens Later. Yes. So obviously check it out. Yeah. I think we're, uh, we're going to give away some tickets on social media, possibly uh, the next week, kind of oh, a prom- promotion for that movie coming out. So be looking for that. Very cool. We'll do. Well, maybe I can w- win some tickets. Yeah. probably good. I'm going to try. Uh, hey, Andrew, if an audience member wants to reach you to collaborate with you or learn more about X and A, how do they do those things? So we're, like I mentioned, we're very active on social media. Uh, it, it, Probably more often than not, when you send a message to, uh, we have a very good social media person that does a lot of the the posts and and produces the content that we put out there. But a lot of the questions, if you were to send a message on Instagram or Facebook, uh, I, more often than not, I might be the one responding because it's cool. a very small team. Uh, or if you you know if you wanted to, you could email me Andrew.branch at flyxna.com. Uh, I try to respond to everybody quickly. If I'm slow, I apologize. I do get a fair amount of emails, but I would love to. Hear feedback. If, if you're going to send me an email uh, that just says bring Southwest, uh, we already know that people want Southwest. If it was that easy, we would have them here. So maybe don't send that email, but send me anything else. I'm happy to help and anything we do to improve. We'd love to hear about it. Excellent. When are we getting set? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, okay. Not, those, not anytime soon. Probably. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Come on. We, we would love to have We're right here. Yes. Uh, they are always welcome. Absolutely. Well, I, okay. A couple of those fun questions that I promised. Uh, imagine a scenario where you're walking through the airport and you find a magic lamp. Uh, give me three wishes that you would make for X and A. Okay. And, and they have to be for X and A. So I'm just wondering if I can make a wish for myself. You can maybe. save one for yourself. Oh, two for I X mean, and A, one for you. I mean, the unlimited wishes or unlimited money. Yeah, you know, except for unlimited so, wishes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think for the airport, I mean, obviously, I mean, unlimited funding. Funding is going to be... Yeah. Uh, the biggest challenge for X and A in the next 20 to 30 years, uh, you know, to be able to build uh, an additional concourse or an extra terminal in 20 years, whatever is needed and, and possibly a second runway uh, to fund that is, is if you do the math, it's not, not going to be easy. Right. Uh, we, we try very hard to keep our costs to the airlines low. Uh, and we do, we, we are typically lower uh, on our cost per employment, which is the, the measure that airlines use than Little Rock or Tulsa. Uh, I think Springfield might have beat us a little bit this year, but we, we subsidize 
our costs and don't charge the airlines everything we can to keep the costs low. So people ob- ob- often tell us that the costs are high. Well, the costs are not high. Your airfare is high. That's right. Our costs are low. So we keep the costs low to the airlines. So unlimited funding would help us with that. Uh, a U.S. customs presence. You, you know, you said you'd love yes. to have a flight to Mexico. That is a seven-figure annual proposition for us wow. to be able to pay for a customs presence. So, uh, obviously, we'd love to have U.S. Customs here and be able to have flights to Cancun and Toronto. Toronto's a big one. Mm-hmm. You know, some of those kind of options. So, the U.S. Customs would be the second one. And then an airline base. And, and would we love it to be Southwest? Obviously, we would. But if any airline would put a base here, that would obviously create jobs. Yeah. It would create more connectivity, more flights, more options. So, th- those would be my three. And, and maybe unlimited wishes. Those are those are uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> those are some solid wishes. I like them. Um, if you could implement one whimsical or unconventional feature at uh, XNA Northwest Arkansas National Airport, what would it be? So, other than drag racing on the runway, oh gosh, um, which yes. which has actually happened at some small airports, we're not going to do that. But a rooftop bar, I think, uh, and obviously the development cost and the and the the logistics to pull it off are probably beyond what we can do. But if we could have a bar on the top of the airport, that'd be pretty cool. I mean, just be a great place to unwind. You could, you can obviously see a really long distance from the airport uh, and from the top of the terminal and, and to be able to watch the planes take off and land. I think that'd be really neat. That so, would be neat. I would, I would definitely come check that out. Don't count um, on it happening, but that would be my, my whimsical wish. Awesome. Would you have to go through security to get it or would you have it somewhere? You In don't my know? world, maybe we'll have both. <laughs> Very cool. I like it. I saw that. I, I didn't realize this was a thing. I saw on social media or somewhere that you can get a pass now Yes, to get yes. pass. Yeah, if, if you don't have a ticket, you can get a pass to get inside the terminal. It's basically a boarding pass that doesn't let you board. Neat. So it, it'll let you uh, clear through the TSA checkpoint. It's free. Uh, nice. It's good for 24 hours. And we have a kiosk, an automated kiosk in the term, in the lobby that you would use. Uh, and you, you go in there, put in your information, scan your ID. And then you go through the checkpoint. That is so cool. It's been a little spotty. We're still working out the bugs on the connectivity of that and the system, but it's working for most people. Cool. Well, next time we uh, bring her, my uh, in-laws to the airport. Yeah. You uh, go out and wait with them. to pick them up. We're yeah. going to uh, use that. Oh, we might wait to pick them up. So it'll be a really big surprise yeah. in the back end of the trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be a lot of fun. Um, okay. A couple of advice questions. Uh, you know, what approaches or or sort of professional type questions. You talk about what approaches have helped you. Uh, you've talked about your your changes. How What's helped you in aligning your skills and experiences from previous roles to the demands and expectations you have being COO at XNA? Yeah. So, you know, I think uh, it's something I've tried to do in, in all of my positions and and with varying degrees of success is to, to be open and listen more than I talk. And people that know me would probably almost chuckle when I say that because I like to talk. So it's something I have to work on constantly is to listen. I think uh, you have to understand that you're not the you're you're not the smartest guy in the room, and you don't have to be the smartest guy in the room. And the best idea uh, is very likely not going to be your idea, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And so just being willing to engage uh, all of your subject matter experts, all your employees, the customers, partners, listen and hear and actually process what these people are telling you. And then, you know, go with what the best option is. Don't, don't be the guy that has to have the best idea. And I think if, if people approach with them again, it's, this is something I've learned from our CEO. It's a a more collaborative approach, which is not naturally my style, but I've, I've adopted it. 
it's it's you win you win more because you, you it's a force multiplier you have smart people around you you have experts around you and they're all contributing and if you can have some discernment on maybe which idea is the best idea uh you can you can learn a lot and you can just end up doing a lot better things than you would have ever done relying on on your own expertise absolutely uh i've learned some of those things same things over time that is very sage advice um Reflecting on your journey, then what uh, proactive steps would you suggest for individuals to take uh, to excel and make meaningful contributions contributions as they transition to new leadership roles? I think it, it kind of echoing a little bit of what I was already saying, but being being open and and to new ideas and uh, and then just you know I, I've been in a in a couple of different industries, and so what I try to do is just learn, learn as much as you can, and realize that at the point where you think you you know everything. You probably don't, and so learn some more. I mean, just just read and ask questions, and surround yourself with people smarter than you, which has been really easy for me. And just try to try to absorb as much as possible. Again, sage advice. I love it. Um, I have one last question. What's something I should have asked you that I did not ask? Well, I'm, I'm glad we didn't talk about football. Um, <laughs> yeah, right and, now, <laughs> and I'm. I obviously went to a different school, but uh, we're not having a great season either. I, I don't think there's really anything else I would add. I think you've, you've been extremely comprehensive. Uh, and again, I've probably already talked too much. You've done a great job. I'm a talker too. I totally understand. Um, well, your insights today have really painted a vivid picture of the essential role for XNA uh, to our community. Appreciate the work that that you're doing, the way you're connecting the community. I appreciate what XNA does to connect the community to the world. And as I said earlier, really allows other people, enables other people to come here and see this place and discover it uh, for themselves. So thank you for your leadership at the airport and in the community. Well, thank you for having me. And, and again, it, it can't happen without a whole lot of hardworking people that are pulling in the same direction. So we, we have a lot of really dedicated people that make it happen every day. Absolutely. Thank you. Hey, uh, thank you to you, our Bentonville Beacon audience. Uh, thanks for continuing to spend your valuable time with the show and its guests. Um, please take a moment to go ahead and share this show with your colleagues and friends. And if you found this episode through BentonvilleBeacon.com, I just want you to you may have noticed that we, we've we launched a refreshed website or soft launched it since we haven't announced it. Check that out. Let me know what you think. Uh, feel free to email me. Uh, email address is first letter J, last name Bell, B-E-L-L, at greaterbentonville.com. Uh, email your thoughts about that soft launch or that new website. And if you're using your favorite podcast player, make certain to hit subscribe if you haven't done that already. And finally, keep coming back to learn more about the entrepreneurs, the business executives, and the community leaders who are sparking the rise of the greater Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas region, where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. We'll see you next time.